How's everybody doing today? Good. Great. Anyway, we have been talking about being grateful for the last two weeks. Simply grateful is the title of our of our uh, series that we've been talking about. Uh, two weeks ago, I talked about, I'm going to describe it as b- being grateful for the big things. Okay, specifically, I talked about being thankful for God as creator and thankful for him revealing us through his word and thankful for salvation and for eternity. And the big things that, that, that help us go through this short life that we have here on this planet. And then last week I talked about, I really talked about the uh, the seriousness of being ungrateful in my introduction and then talked about how we can partner with God to be transformed from being ungrateful to grateful. And today, guys, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really drill down on uh, what's become our key passage here from 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, verses 16 through 18. And specifically, we're going to look at verse 18 where it talks about giving thanks in all circumstances. And we know the difficulty of that. When we t- Usually that comes up when we're in circumstances that are difficult to give thanks on, doesn't it? I mean, nobody shows you this verse when things are going great, do they? Nobody needs to do that. They show you this verse when things aren't going so well. And so today, today that's what I want to be talking about, is being grateful for my pain. Okay, great. I, I, I wrestled with how to term this. You know, grateful for hard times, grateful for trials, grateful for difficulties. You know, I thought about simply saying, thank you, sir, may I please have another. Okay, but just really appreciate, because that's what the Bible teaches us. Okay, we, we simply, we normally look at difficult times and say, how do I get out of them? How do I get out? How do I make this pain stop? When the Bible reveals to us that God's trying to use difficult circumstances and our pain to get us somewhere, to teach us something. And so today, guys, that's what we want to look about, look at. And guys, that's, to me, that's, that's exciting to think about the creator of this world has his hand on my life and my circumstances, whether he is causing or whether he's allowing these circumstances or whether they're circumstances that I've created. I'm here, and what the Bible tells me is that he is trying to work in them and that I should be thankful for them. And the fact that he is trying to work is reason for me to be thankful, for me to be grateful. In James chapter 1 and verse 2, if you've been around Jesus, following Jesus very long at all, you've heard this one. It says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. It's almost like that's, that's just a, a complete exaggeration. Be excited about hard times. I think that's a fair paraphrase for that. And I go, no. Okay, at best. But how do you do that? And guys, I, I got to tell you, this has been a, a huge challenge for me in my life. Things have not been what I would consider easy. Now, I've had to learn a lot of things. Life is not supposed to be easy. Life is difficult. 
Okay, that's what happened when sin entered the world in Genesis chapter 3. If you go back and look at it, my paraphrase of that is after they sin, God told them that life's hard and then you die. And that is the truth. He tells Adam specifically, he says, you're going to, by the sweat of your brow, you're going to work the ground and it's going to produce thorns and thistles. You know, it's not enough that you're going to have to sweat. The ground is going to resist you. And you're going to have further labor to go on with this. And I use that phrase all the time, if you're around me at all. Am I not right, Mike? Thorns and thistles. I say it all the time because life is difficult. And we have to, we need to realize this. So how do we go? How do we, how do we say, thank you, sir, may I please have another? Thank you, God, for these difficult times. I'm going to be joyful. Well, let's take a look at these. What I want to talk about today is that I'm going to thank God for my pain when I, number one, align my will with God's will. I wish I'd have worded that differently. I realized there were some notes sitting in the back from back in October when I was up here, and I almost said this exact same thing. And uh, I'm told from Aaron in the back that I repeat myself a lot. He took a look at the lesson, took a look at the title, and go, this is a Gary Chapel lesson. But guys, the truth of the matter, aligning my will with God's is basic Christianity. And I wish very much that it was a one and done kind of a thing. You know, that you wake up tomorrow, you decide you're going to align your will to God's and it's done. You never have to make that decision again in your life. If that works for you, don't tell anybody else about it. But guys, this is the heart of following Jesus, is aligning my will with God's. And it's also about reclaiming God's purpose for, what, for why God created humans. Now we need to understand, guys, that when we're going through painful or difficult times, there's two things that may be going on during painful or difficult times. One is that God is exposing myself. What do I mean by that? Well... Most of us have heard the next verse here. Most of us could probably quote the next verse here from Luke chapter 9. In fact, we probably read this or heard it before we even became a Christian. Before we decided to follow Jesus, this is what Jesus said. He says, then he said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. You see, guys, when we make a decision that we want to follow Jesus, we commit to denying ourselves. We die to ourselves. Okay? But let's be honest. When we made that decision, you know, we, we hope that maybe there's an area, you know, we won't have to deny. You know, we hold back. We think, well, maybe this this one area won't, Jesus won't want. Jesus won't want me to deny this, whatever it may be. You know, uh, there may be other parts of ourselves we just resist acknowledging. We kind of suspect that, you know, maybe this doesn't line up with what Jesus wants. But we don't really want to examine it. We don't want to deny it. Or maybe sometimes it's just plain ignorance. You know, we just don't realize. We think we're doing the right thing and we're just not. 
You see, guys, but one of the exciting things is that God is committed to each of us that if you want to follow him, he's going to show you what you need to deny. He loves you enough that he's going to look at, to do that. Look at this passage here in Psalms 119. He says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I obey your word. See, what's he saying there? Hard times taught me where I was going astray. Hard times revealed to me where I was not doing what you wanted me, what I, what you wanted me to do, God. But now I follow your word. See, guys, that's what hard times do is they, they show us ourself and where we're not, where we're not denying ourselves. Exposes it. Jesus gave a very, a, a much more specific example of this in Matthew chapter 18. And we're going to read the conclusion of the story here in a minute. But what's going on in Matthew chapter 18 is that Peter comes to Jesus and he says, hey, Jesus, how many times must I forgive my brother? You know, seven times in a day. And Jesus goes, no, it's a lot more than that. And, and then he goes on to tell a story. And he tells a story of, of two servants and of a master and a servant. And uh, this servant owes the master the equivalent of a lifetime of wages. And he can't pay it back. The master wants it back. And, and the servant throws himself at his mercy and says, please, for, please have mercy on me. I will pay it back. I'll find a way. I'll make a way. And the guy says, no, I'll forgive you. I'll, don't worry about it. Forgives him of the debt. And the story Jesus told the guy went out and immediately found a fellow servant who owed him a few weeks' wages. And he demands it from this fellow servant. And the fellow servant says, I don't have it. Please have mercy on me. I'll pay you back. And instead of forgiving him the way he was forgiven, he throws the guy, has the guy thrown in prison until he can pay it all back. And this is where we pick up the story in Matthew chapter 18, verse 34, when the master finds out what the servant has done. He says, in anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. And guys, here's, this is just a, this next verse is, is chilling. He says, this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. You see guys, what's going on here is he's saying, literally, when we f- refuse to forgive another brother and sister in Christ. God will turn us over to the enemy to be tortured, to be tormented. And I think we know this. I think you probably know somebody. You may have been there yourself where you've been offended and you cannot get past it. And it just eats at you and eats at you and eats at you. And you see, the problem isn't the other person. The problem is you forgiving. You see, now guys, this is just one example. I use this one, I pick this one, because it is so plain. It is so plain that guys, sometimes when we're having pain, we're having pain. We're having hard times. We're having difficulties. And God's trying to show us that we need to change. 
that we need to line our will up with his. And he's showing us where we're stubbornly holding on to our own will. And I've said this before, guys, when there's something that you just can't get past, whether it's an issue of you've been offended and there's forgiveness, or whether it's something else, okay, there's there's something that you just can't get past, you can't understand how it's this way, you can't get through it, you're staring at growth. You're staring at a growth opportunity to align your will with God, to, to deny yourself, And you can be thankful that God loves you enough to expose it. Guys, I know that's not easy to do. But guys, when you look at the choice, which do you want? Torture? Torment? Or growth? Being like Jesus. Which do you want? Peace? Or torture? You've got to be thankful that God is showing you through your difficult times how you need to deny yourself. Another thing that may be going on during hard times is that my commitment is being tested. Okay? I've said this before. If there's one thing in this world that that I take... And I love it in this world and I would, I, 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 I want it to be a part of my spiritual life. Okay? It's the cruise control on the motor vehicle. You know, I love getting out on the interstate and hitting cruise control and just kicking back and riding and just I, I, it's the most fabulous. I don't know why. I, I just do. And guys, that's the way I want my spiritual life to be, my relationship to God. I want to get to a point where I can just cruise. Where I guess I think I've arrived, or at least I'm at a certain level, and for a little while, I can just take it easy. Anybody there yet? You're there, Aaron? <laughs> well, guys, the Bible tells us that that's not, that's not the case. Let me just, I'm just going to very quickly quote you some, some, some verses, some things that have said. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, in this life you will have trouble. Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, Paul told Timothy, anyone who wishes to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. First Peter chapter 4, verse 12, dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery trial that you are, that, ugh, that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear His name. So then those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. And we've already read James chapter 2 where we should consider it pure joy when we face trials of many kinds. You see, guys, I've made a commitment that I want my will, I want my will aligned with God's. And I wish 
I can tell you story after story after story of how I've done that and, and hard times that have exposed that in me and how I've done it. And I can tell you of hard times and difficult things that I'm dealing with right now that I wish would go away. And the truth of the matter is, as the psalmist tells us in one, Psalms 119, in verse 71, he says, It's good for me to be afflicted so that I may learn your decrees. And so that I can be like Jesus. In Hebrews chapter 5, it says, Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. You see, guys, difficulties are me being like Jesus. Suffering is me being like Jesus. It is evidence of my faith. It is encouragement from God that says, you're doing the right thing. And not only are you doing the right thing. Oh, and I don't like him telling me this. I got faith in you that you can do more. You can handle more. You can be more faithful than what you've been. Thank you, sir. May I please have another? That's hard to say. But guys, the reality is... That should be our response. Thank you, Jesus, for trusting me. Thank you for having faith in me. Thank you for reminding me of my past faithfulness and believing that I will continue to be faithful and you have entrusted such a difficult thing to me. Thank you for not letting me leave it on cruise control. Because that's what I would do and I wouldn't grow. It's encouragement from God. Second thing that I can, I will thank God for my pain is when I truly submit to Him. You see guys, the first one, when I choose to align my will with God, that's an intellectual decision. Submission is when I take action on it. When I move beyond just an intellectual acknowledgement of it. Look at this passage in Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 7, it says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petition with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Guys, what blows me away about, he talks about prayers and petition, with petitions, plural. And I get the clear indication here that he's speaking of more than just that prayer we have recorded in the garden where he's asking three times to have the cup removed from him. But Jesus knew well in advance what was coming and he's saying, God, is there any other way? But at the end of the day, he was willing to submit, to go through with whatever God had in mind and to take action on it. It's not enough to merely become a aware of the difference between my will and God's, I have to take some action. Guys, this is seen also in the life of Abraham in Hebrews chapter 2. It says, By faith Abraham, when tested, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. 
If you're familiar with that guy's that story, God told him to sacrifice his son. Now, he didn't end up requiring him to kill his son. He stopped him before he did it. He just wanted to see if he was willing to go through with it. He wanted to see if he was willing to trust him that much. See, guys, if I'm, if I'm truly submitting to God, I'm going to be able to identify specifically from his word what I'm obeying. That's why I chose that example in Hebrew or Matthew 18 just a while ago, guys. Because lack of forgiveness, it's so plain. I don't know what it is for you. But difficult times reveal there's something from God's word that you're resisting. Or that you need to embrace more fully. Third thing. Is that I'll thank God for my pain when I recognize the benefits. When I recognize the benefits. In Hebrews chapter 12, it's not in your notes, it's not on the screen. Uh, there's a passage I probably should have used uh, because it's more plain than the passages I have there in the notes. But in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 10 through 11, it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however... It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. You see, guys, my pain has benefits if I'm willing to be trained. If I'm willing to to submit to God and allow Him to work through me. And I'm willing to submit to what He wants me to do. And guys, that's the challenge, is what are the benefits for what I'm dealing with right now? And guys, that's going to give me my last point that I want to talk about, is that I will be grateful for my pain when I value the benefits. See guys, it's one thing to recognize, it's another to value. See, because there's so many times where it goes, you know, like, you know, I just talked about growth and I talked about being like Jesus. And let's be honest, we go, I just want to be saved. <laughs> right? I just want to go to heaven. I don't want to be mature. You know, how many times have you heard, just the smallest shack in heaven. Don't need a mansion. I just want to be there. Well, I think God expects more from us than that. All right? And this is what he's talking about. I love this passage. Look at this passage. I want to talk about it. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. He's talking about Moses. And it says, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace For the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Guys, I want to encourage you to do something. I don't do this much, but I want to give you a little bit of an assignment if you want to do it. But you take this passage and I want to encourage you to rewrite it for yourself. Okay? And what do you mean by that? Well, what 
specifically, what would you choose rather than enjoy? It says specifically that Moses chose mistreatment with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin. What will you regard for the sake of Christ of greater value than? Question mark. See, because that's what he said. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. You see, guys, I don't know what that looks like for you, but as as I was looking over my notes this morning and I was looking at me, and this is very practical, and this is something I want to dig down on much more myself, because it's like, what do I what what do I regard of higher value? And let me just I came up with some statements. Possibilities. I regard being like God and forgiving those who have offended me of greater value than having my offenders pay the debt they owe me. I regret regard gratefulness of greater value than my criticisms and complaints being seen and heard. I regard righteousness and peace of greater value than having my pain relieved. I regard the peace of God which transcends all understanding, which guards my heart and mind of greater value than worrying and being anxious about things I cannot control. Get that from Philippians chapter 4. I regard trusting God in faith of greater value than any value this world offers me. I regard the pain of my hardship of greater value than the personal comfort that I desire. See, guys, I I know I didn't drill down on real specifics, and you guys can do that that for yourself. And I I want to encourage you to do it, to say, what do I value? What am I choosing? You see, guys, this Thanksgiving season, I know some of us are going through painful times right now. Some of us, extremely painful. Some of us, just normal painful. <laughs> How's that? And guys, I want to encourage you to, 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 to as, we, as we get through Thursday, as we get through the Thanksgiving week, not just to be distracted by all the, the pomp of the holidays, and maybe not to just look for some salve to put over your pain, but to really dig down on saying, God, I want to thank you for it, and show me what's going on. Show me where my will doesn't align with yours. Show me where you're trying to expose myself. Show me where you're encouraging me by testing my my commitment. And guys, I really want to encourage you to to dig down on this, this last thing of valuing the benefits. And look at this passage again and rewrite it for yourself. What are you going to choose? What are you going to value? instead of what you're offered from your pain and from this world. Let's pray and we'll be done. Father, it is truly a joy to know that you were involved in my pain. Father, to be able to look at difficult times and to say God's trying to do something. Father, I've quoted one preacher many times where she said that 
Sometimes I wish you just didn't have as much faith in me as you do. But Father, when I sit and I look objectively at what you've done in your people's lives that you've revealed to us in your word, and Father, what you've shown us in your word and what you've, how you've moved in my life in the past, it makes the pain worth it. I can truly say thank you, Father. I don't ask for more. But Father, at the end of the day, I will be thankful for what you've done for me and what you're doing. Father, help us to focus on the benefits. Father, that's, re- that's really what we're drilling down on. We are, every one of us is in a constant battle between the value system this world presents us with and the value, your values. And Father, we're only here on this earth for a very short time. And you've told us that your values are, are drastically different than the world. They're different than Washington's, no matter which side of the political aisle. They're different than Hollywood's. They're different than our, than our athletes. Father, they're different than our, our employers. They are different. Father, show us where you want us to grab a hold of your values personally. And it's in Jesus that we pray. Amen. When all is said and done, and everyone is gone, Lord, you're really all I want. When the best the world has just leaves me feeling numb, Lord, you're really all I want. Just leaves me feeling numb.